Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academy's Trust. Eddie and Captain Dave are in the Learning Journey rocket, ready for takeoff. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast. Yes, welcome back to Eddie's Launchpad. Eddie is here with me and we're ready to meet our next guest. Our guest on this edition of Eddie's Launchpads is Rob Keeley. He's an award-winning author and the writer of many short stories, novels and dramas, many written with children and families in mind. That's why we've got him on the show. So welcome to the show, Rob. Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, can we begin first by me asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what first inspired you to write? Yes, certainly. Well, I'm a children's author. I've been writing ever since I was the, the same age as some of the young people who'll be listening to this since I was at primary school, in other words. And I'm now the author of 11 children's books, ranging from picture books up to young adults. And I've also this year published my first novel for adults, which is called Death at Friars Inn. And it's a murder mystery. So I've uh, made my way into the world of adult fiction this year as well. What inspired you to become an author? Was it was it a teacher? Was it um, your was it something in, within yourself? What inspired you? <laughs> I wish I could answer that one. I never know not what to say to this, Dave. But uh, I've just been uh, surrounded by stories for as long as I can remember. Uh, I was lucky to have parents who were. Uh, very keen on books and reading and stories and uh, I was surrounded by them from a, a very early age and uh, for as long as I can remember I've just uh, really enjoyed creating my own worlds and characters and playing around with them and making imaginary things happen. Well there you go listeners um, if you uh, if you've got a story a budding story within you take a leaf out of Rob's book because oh, clearly Rob's got a uh, he's an award-winning author. He's clearly got uh, the, the gifts and skills to, to write good stories. And if, if there's a story within you, uh, sit down and, and start to write that story because they need to be shared. Yes, now, yes, just start. Uh, I was about seven years old when I did my first one. Yeah, there you go. We've um, we've we've had young authors on uh, the show uh, as young as 11 uh, that have written a, a, a book recently. And um, it's it's a joy to hear very young children sharing their stories because that's the pathway to a career, isn't it? That's wonderful. Well, if, if you're lucky, it is. It is a, a very tough world out there yes. in, in, in professional writing. But the earlier you can start and the earlier you can start getting yourself known, uh, sending your work out, going in for competitions, taking every opportunity you can, then the better because you've really got to make yourself noticed out there. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, let's move on to your books. Without giving too much of their plots away, could you give our listeners a flavour of some of your books and what age range each of the books cover? 
Yes, well, I've done two picture books uh, for younger children so far. So uh, your friends at Dogthorpe Infant School might be interested in those. I've done uh, My Favourite People and I've done Carrots Don't Grow on Trees, which was published uh, uh, earlier this year. Uh, both have been illustrated by Simon Goodway, who's a fabulous illustrator, He's done some wonderful pictures for them. And then I've done uh, several more books for older children, uh, a sort of upper primary school upwards, including a, a series of five novels called The Spirits Series, which are ghostly time travel tales. And those are about a girl called Ellie, who uh, discovers that she has the power to see and hear ghosts. And she has to solve mysteries from throughout history uh, while trying to find out why she has these powers and who she really is. Her mum works for a, a, a heritage organization called Journey Back, which looks after lots of stately homes and castles and uh, ruins and places like that. So she has a lot of opportunities to travel around. And wherever she goes, she meets ghosts from that time period so we do a different time in each book. Uh, so we've had, we've had Victorian, uh, we've had we've had um, Georgian times where she met she meets somebody who was a slave because that's, sadly that was the big time for slavery. Uh, we had uh, one in the Middle Ages. We had one in the 1930s, and we even had one set in a, 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 a an altered history where uh, the, the Second World War never happened as we knew it, and the the, the Nazis uh, took over Britain. So uh, she, Ellie's got a lot of work um, to sort that one out. But wherever she goes, she's got to try and uh, uh, put history right and so solve the mystery of the, the time with whichever ghost she happens to meet. She, she's got a best friend who's a Victorian boy called Edward. Uh, and uh, he's her main friend and ally in trying to sort all this stuff out. I've also done another book for that age group called The Treasure in the Tower. And that's... Uh, a more light-hearted adventure about a, a, a treasure hunt on a, on a school trip. Some children go on a school residential and then to a city called Deanchester. And then they find out that there was a local history guy called Dr. Joseph Pyrite, who um, scattered clues around the city before his death, which are, are supposed to lead to a secret treasure. And uh, nobody's ever found it. And there are two rival groups of kids, one nice, one not so nice, who are both trying to be first to the treasure but it's not necessarily what they expect it to be. And uh, I've also, as I said, done my first book for adults this year, which is a murder mystery called Death at Friars Inn. Wow. The, the, the history one that you mentioned with the, with the young girl who goes back in time, yeah. um, is that for junior school age, you know, something... Um, uh, from say from seven till eleven, or is it yes, it is. It's a, uh, it's absolutely for that, but that age and upwards because it's also uh, pretty right. popular with young adults, and I've used it in secondary schools as well, early secondary Brilliant. schools, and uh, it even it's even had some adult fans. So uh, I'm, ple I'm pleased to say it's it's been a good crossover in that way. I'll tell you where um, I can see it being a good crossover too. Is it if if some of the places that you you mentioned the historical places that you that you visit is studied in the um, in the curriculum. Um, oh, absolutely! Like, you know, you mentioned the war. That's in you know, and if 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 they go back to um, you know castles, I, I don't know because I've not I've not read your books yet. But um, you know, all those sorts of adventures can dovetail in with with the learning that they're they're having in class. So although yours is fiction and not all of it is true, 
it might encourage them to find out what really happened in those time frames. Well, that's quite right, David. I did that quite deliberately. I wanted every time period in every book to be something that uh, uh, the young people would know from school or would have a chance of studying from school. And then it would tie in with their uh, history as well as their English lessons. That that's that's really good. That's really good, Rob. That I can see that really working. So uh, congratulations for that. And you've you, you. your 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 books have won awards, haven't they? Do you want to share what what sort of awards you've won? Uh, well, I've just won uh, one outright, which was for High Spirits, which is the the fourth book in the in the Spirit series, and yeah. that was the the Georgina Horsley War Award. Uh, she was a, a famous editor who did a lot of work with independent authors like myself. So I I won that in in twenty eighteen. But then uh, I've been listed for several others, mainly with the Spirits novels, but some for my short story books as well for older children, uh, which we could come to in a minute. And uh, I've been uh, listed for the um, Bath Children's Novel Award, the International Rubri Book Award, and the Wright Mentor Children's Novel Award, amongst others. And I've just had a, a short story um, for children win at the Searchlight Awards this year. That hasn't been published yet, it, uh, or, but it will be published in their anthology, and I hope in, in one of my books one day. And that's a short story called Guess What? Yeah, great. Now, you, you, you touched on it very briefly just a second ago. You've, you, 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 have write, you write books for young adults as well, don't you? So um, for, the, for the young people who are listening who attend our secondary schools in Peterborough and Cambridgeshire, um, what sort of books do you think um, would interest them? Well, first of all, we have my short story collections. I've done three of them, and I've got another one um, I'm preparing at the moment. And uh, I did a lot of work in with Year 7, Year 8, uh, with those, in, in particular, reading intervention where um, uh, young people needed a, a bit of extra help with their reading and uh, some good stuff came out of those. And then uh, I, I'd still be old enough for the spirits novels as well. Uh, so uh, th those would have some crossover to secondary school as well. I always call them sort of eight to 12. So you can, I think you can enjoy the same books in year seven as you did in year six. And I also think that uh, we shouldn't be afraid still to have uh, fun reads, if you like, for older children, because a lot, a lot of the stuff gets so serious once they reach a, a certain age. And you, you, you've still got to have some, some fun and not be afraid of sometimes what they call genre fiction or, or, popular, yeah. or, or popular fiction. Uh, and uh, with older boys in particular sometimes being turned off reading, I, I think that, that could be one of the reasons for it. You've got to keep reading fun. Yeah, yeah, and and that is that's crucial. In fact, we had uh, the the service director for uh, Cambridgeshire County Council on the show the other day, and he was saying how important it is for children and young people to continue reading because we've got society around us that is so good at drawing people into a screen and away from the written page, and you can get lost in these wonderful books, can't you? That, that's that's true. Then again, um, the, the, the screen has um, opportunities as well, because all of my books are now out in ebook. And I saw a, a, a great big surge in those during lockdown when people couldn't get to the bookshops or the wow. libraries. So, so uh, I spoke to my publisher and those that weren't out in ebook already, we decided to bring out so that young people could keep up with their, their reading during lockdown. So that there are opportunities there, too. And of course, there's um, that you can do tie in. Uh, content as well if you like yeah. you can do extra bits to the stories as you can find on the extras page on on my website which is robkeely.co.uk mm. so I, I don't think we should be 
think we should be afraid of the screens too much. The only the only worry is that the, the worry is that young people are, are spending too much time on them. But I think it, it's better to work with these other technologies rather than against them. And then the printed book and the the electronic um, media can all be part of the same thing. Mm. Do you visit schools or do online events or anything like that, Rob? Yes, yes, I do. I've been doing school workshops since 2013 uh, for age groups ranging from uh, key stage one up to key stage three. And I also have a, a creative writing course I teach for adults. And uh, I'd already started to do some things on online. Um, and then during lockdown, I got a chance to uh, expand all of that. So uh, that was that was a cloud with a silver lining because I, I've been able to develop a lot more that I can do on Zoom and Skype. And I've now done workshops with uh, schools in London and Brighton, even though I live uh, on the Wirral in, in, in the northwest of England. So I do workshops in my home area and uh, then uh, virtual ones elsewhere. That, that's, I think that's the way forward for a lot of our, our school visitors. Uh, we've got a lot of, lot more and more of that, of that is going on because of, we learnt a lot through the, the pandemic with the use of Zoom. And uh, in fact, we've we've had someone who's uh, led our um, our nature uh, lessons through uh, our sea lessons through um, someone who lives up in Durham. So uh, that's the, that's the way forward, isn't it? So if if a school wanted to book you, they can they could do that, could they? Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you can find my. They can find my contact details in the free brochure about my um, uh, workshops at, at robkeely.co.uk. And I'm also on various directories, including schoolworkshops.co.uk and uh, Culturepool, if you're in the, in the northwest of England, in the Liverpool area. So, so yes, you, you, you can find me that at there. And uh, uh, teachers can find my, my uh, contact details on my website, or they can also contact me via Twitter. I've, I've teamed up with quite a lot of schools and teachers via Twitter. That's 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 brilliant, and and you've got you say you've got your social media and things, and folks, if you go or if you're listening to this uh, this podcast, go down into the text of the podcast, and you'll see all the links that Rob has been talking about. You're just one click away from him. So if you're a parent who's wants to get stuck into this new book that he's that he's producing, and if you're and writing, if you want to. Uh, get your children into reading some of the books that he's been mentioning that they're, they're literally one click away from you um where where can people purchase your books rob uh, well the best place to start again is at robkeely.co.uk okay. because in the my stories section there you'll find all the links you need but you can get them from all the the usual um online shops or sometimes you can find them in, in bricks and mortar bookshops as well as they call them you know proper old-fashioned good old-fashioned bookshops on the high street i'm a great believer in going and working with with them whenever possible and recently i've done um two new story times with the picture books at, at, at bookshops in my area but if not you can find everything online in in all the usual places um waterstones online um wh smith blackwells uh, and of course amazon uh, and I've got my own page on Amazon as well, so you can find all my stuff on there. That's absolutely brilliant. So what about not giving away any secrets? What what have you got planned? More books in the go? Uh, yes, definitely. I've got several more children's books in, in development, including a new collection of short stories for juniors and early secondary age, which I, I've been working on at the moment. And uh, my illustrator, Simon Goodway, has actually already done a cover picture for it. So uh, I'm hoping that's going to go into... Uh, 
um, production before too long, but I, I'm not sure quite yet when it's going to be coming out. Uh, and I'm, I'm solely tempted to give you an exclusive, Dave, and tell you the title, which I haven't released yet. Uh, go on, why not? You, you, you heard it here first. Oh, it's something for us to share. Yeah, it's, it's going to be called The Boy Who Disappeared and Other Stories. Oh, the boy who disappeared. <gasps> that sounds interesting, doesn't it, listeners? Mm? Possibly possibly subtitled uh, 10 Tall Tales for Tweens and Teens, but I haven't decided oh. whether or not to use that yet. It sounds like you have lots of stories bubbling around and you're sort of doing two or three in one go, or do you, do oh, you yes. just work on one? Uh, oh, no, I've usually got, uh, I mean, I've usually got at least three books on the go at any one time. Really? One I'm, one I'm, I'm writing, um, one I'm preparing to publish, and one that I'm, I'm thinking up to come after that. So uh, yes, I've got, I've, I've got a few sitting on the computer waiting, waiting to be published. It's that's that's interesting that because um, a lot of not all, but a lot of the the authors that we have on Eddie's Launchpads uh, tend to be tend to have a story, and they're writing one book at a time, and they are thinking about you know, the next book, but they're not actually working on it. It sounds like you're a Conan Doyle sort of a guy that when I was in Edinburgh, I learnt that Conan Doyle used to have three or four stories on the go at the same time. <laughs> and knowing how, you know, the Sherlock Holmes stories went, I guess you had to think like that. But you're, you're clearly gifted, Rob, clearly gifted. Thank and you very much indeed. Long may that continue. So there you are. The Boy Who Disappeared is an exclusive and Eddie's Launchpad exclusive, folks. Coming see, soon. See, you just goes to show you need to listen to Eddie's Launchpads. Um, Rob, thank you for your time today. Um, if you want to come back on the show to tell us more about your new books, you know you're more than welcome. You're a great friend to Eddie's Launchpads. But thank you for today. Thank you, Dave. That would be lovely. And so another great show comes to an end. Eddie and Captain Dave thank you all for listening to their show. Tune in again soon when Eddie's Launchpad will be waiting to take you and your children on another exciting learning journey to dream, believe and shine. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog. This delightful Cavalier King Charles Spaniel offers hugs, paw shakes and high fives to help children of every age to dream, believe and shine.